This program is sponsored by the Patriot Trading Group. Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I am still up here on the front range here in Colorado, uh, missing the Valley of the Sun this morning. I, I saw something that, you know, I've lived in Arizona for 30 years, and in Arizona, you know, we, we here's our weather in Arizona, sun, uh, followed by more sun, and then some more sun. Uh, we it rains, uh, you know, twenty days a year, if that, and usually not that, not for very long. Uh, and occasionally we will get the dust storm. This morning I woke up and uh, I was at the hotel, went out to the parking lot, and it was straight from like a horror movie, fog like it, and and I'm being told this was a not even a heavy-duty version of fog. To me, it looked like heavy-duty fog with the thinnest of thin coating of ice everywhere. Every vehicle was coated with ice. The parking lot looked, you know, there wasn't snow on on the ground, but there was just this thin sheet of ice uh, from, all, I guess, all of the moisture. And so driving into work today was quite the adventure. I'm sure that if the cops had seen me, they would have pulled me over and thought I was drunk. That's how bad it was. Uh, but I made it here. Everything's wonderful. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And it is Friday. We had the jobs number out today. Uh, they bashed it out of the park. A big number. I'll get you that. Uh, and all the details behind it, and, and everybody's waiting, I guess, next week. Uh, is there going to be a, more more tariffs? Are we going to push them off? What are we going to do? And we'll talk all about that and so many other things. Uh, the one thing, uh, go to allamericangold.com. The, the, the powers that be don't want you to worry about a digital currency. And I'm going to tell you, the more they deny it, the more you know it's true. A great article. Uh, Ramon did a great job uh, out there about how the Treasury Secretary, Mr. Goldman Sachs himself, Steve Mnuchin, and Jay Powell, don't want you to worry. No, no, no. We we, we don't have a need for that. <laughs> of course, really what they're saying is, hey, we don't have a need for that right now. 
But don't worry, we're getting ready, but uh, we don't want you to know about it. Uh, so make sure you get out there, read yourself. And you know that's true, right? It, it's kind of like uh, asking uh, the owner of a sports team who's uh, just lost 10 straight games in a row if their coach is going to be fired and they give you the, the oh, no, his job's safe for now, right? And then, of course, you know what that means, right? Right. That means, hey, in a couple more weeks, they're going to be fired. And I think uh, the the denial by Mnuchin and our our central bank president, because let's face it, if they weren't really working on it, they wouldn't say anything about it. They, what are you talking about? We're not working on it. I don't know. What, we have no interest in that. That's not what they're saying. Of course, we know they're working on it, and we know that it's eventually coming. Uh, but I thought the denial uh, was fun to look at. Uh, next week, uh, Eric and I will both be up here in Colorado. I'll actually be back in Phoenix uh, on Monday. There's some bookkeeping and some things that we got to get done, uh, orders that got to get out and things like that. And then I'll be back on the plane. Uh, Eric will be up here all week next week. So everybody in Colorado, uh, I don't, I can't even tell you the last time he was here. I, I think he said uh, six, seven, I think it may be eight, ten years uh, the last time that Eric was up in Colorado. So he's going to be here all week next week. So make sure uh, if you haven't, get in here and, and uh, uh, get to meet Eric. And I'll be here Monday. I'll get in late on Monday, uh, but I'll be here uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as well. So the uh, frickin' frack will be back together again uh, up here in Colorado. The last time Eric and I were in Colorado together, it was the very last picnic. So I want to say that puts it back to 05? Maybe, maybe, maybe 06. 05 or 06. So uh, that was the last time that, that I remember being uh, in Colorado with Eric. Uh, was 14, 15 years ago, uh, 13, 14 years ago. Uh, so uh, maybe that's really the last time Eric's been here. So uh, we'll be up here all week next week. Uh, got great stuff happening. Uh, new new, pro- new programming's coming uh, next week. Uh, and a lot of great things coming. And I'll let Eric uh, fill you guys all in on that. We're going to focus on what's happening in the gold and silver markets. And today is another buying opportunity. You know, I get excited when we have pullbacks. We got, you know, we got a gold market's down $14, $15. Take advantage of it. Uh, the big jobs, the big headline number on jobs today uh, is what has driven the markets. The Dow's up 300 uh, be to being diversified. Uh, I, I will say this, the jobs are, they want to, I mean, they're happy about it. We should be happy about it. Not really as good as the numbers, but there is about uh, 54,000 jobs because of General Motors. Now, I don't know why those would be new jobs. You know, remember GM was on strike. Remember that? So to, uh, of that number, a big chunk of it was GM. But we'll break it all down for you. Put a couple of fingers of Jack in the coffee, and we'll be right back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. How you doing on this Friday? AllAmericanGold.com is the website. 
I just gave you the toll-free number. Get it done. Put that gold away. You know, we we have seen in the last, really about the week before Thanksgiving, all the way through, it's still happening as we speak. A huge demand coming into the physical gold market. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know who it is, but I mean, just uh, buying up everything in sight. I have no circulated 20s, no liberties, I have no St. Gaudens. I have no $5 liberties, $10 liberties, no $5 Indians, no $10 Indians. Uh, but today, uh, because of that, here's the great part. Right? You're going to go up the scale, get a, I guess, a coin that, you know, uh, coins that have less warts on it, right? They, they look a little nicer. Uh, and and doesn't matter. Same amount of gold, right? Gold's gold. Uh, we have the, what we, they're called AU, which is stands for almost uncirculated, which means these coins got put into circulation. Uh, and think back, go back. Uh, we're talking about Liberties, the Liberty Series, 1866 to 1907, right? So most people, we're still riding the horse, you know, while these coins were in production. Uh, and to have a, a, a coin, it's in uncirculated condition, which is what AU stands for, almost uncirculated, which means when the mint minted them, they put them in those treasury bags. You know, and I've told you the story. And, and they probably went on a stagecoach, right? So think about a bag of $20 gold pieces. They'd have the, those big burlap sacks. That's literally, that was how it was done. And they probably had some form of a wire or metal clasp on, on the, you know, the sack to keep it from bursting open. And of course the, the sacks had to be durable, right? They had to have, you know, some, thickness and be able to support the weight and and because they're going to bounce around right you know the mint would make them at the you know let's just say the philadelphia mint as an example so they're they're in the mint in philadelphia and and they bang out a thousand twenty dollar liberties and they put them in this bag and they they seal it and they they put it in the vault and it gets uh sent out to be shipped out to to another bank. And let's just say that bank was, you know, wherever, in a different part of, of Pennsylvania. Maybe the bank was in Ohio. Uh, maybe it went down to Virginia. You know, who knows? Maybe it went all the way out to, to San Francisco. You don't know. And the, the bag's bouncing around and, and somebody comes into the bank and and uh, says, hey, I'd like to make a withdrawal. Oh, well, how much would you like? Well, I'd like $20, please. Well, how would you like that? You know what? I just, uh, a, a, a one gold piece, right? One gold piece. I don't need four fives or two tens. I'll just have a, a one gold piece. And they hand them this $20 liberty. And then that person, whoever that person was, took real good care of it, 
didn't uh, didn't go out to the hardware store, didn't go to the bar and buy everybody around, uh, didn't go uh, to the general store and, and buy a month's supply uh, of food and whatnot. Instead, they maybe they put it in a drawer. Or maybe it went under uh, the mattress or, or whatever. They, but whatever it was, it got really uh, taken care of really well to get this almost uncirculated condition. Sorry about that. I had a little feedback in my ear there. But, uh, uh, but yeah, almost uncirculated. So you, you know these are really, really nice, nice-looking coins. Uh, but they had maybe they got a few too many bag marks. The 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 road uh, was a little extra rough coming out of the Philadelphia Mint, and it bounced around. But uh, the nicest, almost the nicest coin you can get before they get graded. Uh, a regular twenty dollar Liberty that we normally would carry is fifteen hundred and thirty dollars today. So you're saving twenty bucks. Uh, but I don't have any. So today you're going to be able to get AU $20 Liberties uh, for the exact same price. Uh, AU $20 Liberties at $1,530. Buy these pullbacks, 800-951-0592. The big move of the day had to do with government or the government's jobs number. Wednesday, we had that ADP number. It was really soft. And, of course, ADP, you know, it's a survey. The government, it, it's, it's not a survey, but the government doesn't use actual data either. Uh, but that's a, for another story. Most people were saying the jobs number was going to be, you know, somewhere between uh, 170 to 200,000 jobs. Matter of fact, I didn't know this, but apparently 78 different economists make the prediction. So when CNBC tells you the estimate for today's jobs number, apparently 78 people, they're almost like the bookies in Vegas, right? They're setting, what's the over-under for the jobs? So uh, I think the official number was, uh, expectations was 183. Depends on where you're like, somewhere between 180 and 190, but, you know, let's say 170, 200,000. It came in at 266, which was way, way higher uh, than the quote-unquote estimates from the 78 economists. Now, in that number, there was some really interesting data points that we need, you know, I'll call them warts, but it, they are what they are. How did we get the number? Because for me, I don't care what the number is, right? Is it 67,000 or whatever? Well, I think ADP was 60, I think it was 67,000, whatever ADP was, or 266. It really doesn't matter. But I always like to know, well, how did you get there? What did, where, where did the jobs come from? And so when you go behind the data, because when you turn on the idiot box, they just give you the headline. And then they talk and, all, oh, what a great number, blah, 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 but they never tell you, well, what does it mean? Well, here's what got interesting. The, the going past the headline data, 
the actual data, as I would like to call it, with the the according to the and there's two different things at work here with jobs and 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 let me I guess start with that because it's good to explain it to everybody once in a while. You have the government jobs number and then you have the household survey, two separate surveys. They use the household survey. I don't know. They don't use it for the jobs. They use it for unemployment. And then they use the government number for jobs. And the household survey, only 83,000 was the actual increase in employment. But, of course, the government number had 266. How did we get 266? Well, one of it was seasonal hiring. That makes sense. But I think that's why a lot of people had a pretty high number to begin with. There was a big catch-up in social or uh, census workers. So uh, to the tune of about twenty to 30,000 census workers, that's a temporary job. Uh, and then, and, and I said it before, I don't know why the GM thing mattered, but they apparently counted all those GM workers that were on strike. Those all got counted as new jobs again. So they said that manufacturing added 54,000 jobs. By the way, that was the biggest ad in manufacturing in two decades. Right? You had to go all the way back to 1988, which was also, I think, the result of a General Motors strike. So uh, obviously that wasn't really factual. There was about 54,000 GM jobs, which drops that, you know, if you do the math, 266 minus 54 is 212. Take out another 25,000 for census workers, you get 187. Uh, the expectation was 183. So we actually, we took a inline jobs number and made it look spectacular. And I, and I just, again, I'm happy about the number, right? We want the economy to do well. We really do. But when you actually looked at the number, it was, I guess I'd call it in line uh, because, uh, like I said, the 54,000 GM workers, those were not new jobs. Uh, I don't know what happened with the census workers and why we had the, the catch up there, but those aren't new jobs. Uh, by the way, the biggest gain outside of those, right? So take out GM and, and the rest. Healthcare, 45,000, right? And that's about average. Right, healthcare. Uh, inside that healthcare number, though, the, it, it's the quality of the job. Uh, the vast majority are the low end, the bed changers, the uh, empty out the urine pan, and all of that stuff. But forty five thousand on the uh, headline number for healthcare, uh, ambulatory services, ambulatory healthcare services, uh, and hospitals uh, made up the most of that. Employment in professional and technical service. Employment and technical service. Those are usually better jobs. Uh, 31,000. You know, I, we'd like that to, to be better. Uh, that number also included, now well, there you go, 5,000 more temp jobs uh, uh, in that. Uh, but, you know, 31,000, it's okay. I, like I said, I'd like it to be more. I told you about manufacturing the 54,000. By the way, last month was negative 43,000. Again, all of it GM, right? You take out GM and both of those numbers and manufacturing, you know, pretty much zero. 
they said, uh, you know, obviously motor vehicles, GM made up the most of that. Uh, leisure and hospitality. Leisure and hospitality. That's your, you know, your uh, your maids, your cooks, your waiters, your waitresses. Up 45,000 jobs in the leisure hospitality in uh, industry, uh, employment and warehousing. So you Amazon workers out there, up 16,000, 8,000 of that in warehouse, another 5,000 for couriers and messengers. Yes, couriers and messengers. You know, you think couriers and messengers, you're thinking about kids on, well, kids, you're thinking about younger guys, uh, like they're on their bikes in New York City or maybe in San Francisco and they got the satchel right there. They got the papers and in and, and the satchel or maybe they're bringing uh, the guys on Wall Street their lunch. Well, now, you, of course, you got all your Uber Eats drivers and all of that stuff. That's in that number. Financial activities. Okay, now this is probably the best jobs. Uh, up 13 thousand in November. So the of the 266, only 13,000 of them were in the what I would call the best category where you have a chance at making the big money. Uh 13,000, 7,000 by the way of the 13,000 in credit intermediation and related activity. Hmm. What does that mean? Oh, that isn't actually a great paying job. That's all you bill collectors out there. When you get the, you know, you've gotten the call. Please call the bank. You are behind on your payments, right? So uh, up 7,000 in the, it's interesting, right? Isn't it interesting when you dig in and what you find? By the way, uh, on the downside, mining down 7,000 jobs. Picture Radio News Hour. Now you know. What made up 266,000 jobs? Hey, News Hour, we're at halftime on a Friday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. As conservatives from around the nation unite to fight the perennial war on Christmas... Let's take a look at some of the tactics employed by the enemy we're fighting. The politically correct anti-Christmas forces fall into three different camps. One group says the war on Christmas doesn't exist. The second says the war on Christmas is justified. The third says the war on Christmas doesn't matter. Let's take a closer look at these three adversaries. The people who believe the war on Christmas doesn't exist simply aren't looking at the facts. Every year, stores force their employees to say meaningless phrases like Happy Holidays and Season's Greetings rather than Merry Christmas. Displays of sacred and secular Christmas decorations are being taken down as schools and towns fear legal action by the ACLU. President Obama completely removed the word Christmas from the official White House Christmas card. To believe the war on Christmas isn't real is to bury your head in the snow. Then there are the people who say the war on Christmas is justified. When you think about this crowd, you probably think about the social justice warriors who want to remove Christianity from everything 
because of their dark political agenda. Make no mistake, plenty of those kinds of people are out there. However, don't forget people who say the war on Christmas is justified because they are retailers afraid of the social justice warriors. Since they think Christmas might hurt their bottom lines, these retailers err on the side of political correctness, which makes them not only wrong, but also cowardly. Finally, let's not forget the people who say the war on Christmas doesn't matter. These folks may be the most wrong of all. Christmas is a rich cultural tradition in America and beyond. It unites people of all stripes under the banner of peace on earth, goodwill towards men. It reminds us of the great gift that was the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ. Yes, there is a war on Christmas in America today, and our conviction for fighting couldn't be more clear. God bless you and yours with a very Merry Christmas. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired, pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at phyllisschlafly.com. Join us, won't you, at phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, we're back halfway through this Friday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, 800-951-0592, AU $20 Libs. Listen, the only reason I'm running AU $20 Libs because there are uh, no more circulated gold pieces, uh, and, and it's a clean sweep. You know, usually I can find something. Right, okay, if you don't have 20s, you got 10s. If you don't have 20s and you don't have 10s, you got 5s. Uh, nothing. Uh, one tenth ounce gold eagles. I told you this a few days ago. Gone. Right now, the mint, you wanna, they want you to order 5,000 of them. I guess uh, they don't want a mint anymore unless you're going to order big, getting ready uh, for the dyes to be changed and, and uh, the mint probably getting ready now for uh, the 2020 year. Uh, so we have the AU twenties. Hey, good for you guys. Get a night an even nicer looking coin. Same amount of gold. Uh, just a couple less warts on it. Uh, fifteen hundred and thirty bucks. Uh, we've got gold down about fifteen bucks right now. This is a twenty dollar uh, reduction in price from the circulated coin price. Uh, you're making like just a huge saving from the AU. Uh, so. Buy on the dips today, $1,530 for almost uncirculated or AU $20 liberties. We are talking about the jobs, and it's so funny. And I watch these guys on TV, and and they, they get all excited. Oh, man, what a great number. Or or on Wednesday, oh, no, that, you know, the economy's in trouble, you know, depending on what the numbers are. And, and I say this all the time. They're so manipulated now. Right, everything, even earnings. Right, the average person out there probably thinks 
that we had really great earnings last quarter, right? Yeah, I mean, Wall Street's rising. And if you turned on the TV, oh, it beat expectations, right? You know, and all that stuff. If you actually look at, and, and you can't get it from the TV. This is the problem because the TV only wants to report what they call adjusted earnings, right? It's actually right in the headline, but they don't, they don't like to talk about that these are adjusted. In other words, hey, these are our earnings if you don't count everything, right? Uh, earnings actually were down about uh I think it was about a half of a percent, uh, just just as uh, uh, to point it out. We know the government, they, they call it seasonally adjusting, right? Whatever you want to call it, they don't use the actual numbers. But but it's fun to look at, hey, how did we get 266? And when you look at the 266, right, all of a sudden, which is a great number, but it's not the 266 of 20 years ago. I wish it was, but it's just not. Uh, instead, it's full. It's filled with what a lot of a lot of uh, what I'll call uh, garbage jobs, and they're not garbage jobs. Someone's got to do it, but they're low skilled, low paid jobs. Here was something really interesting, and and go all the way back to when I guess the the economy uh, kind of bottomed out. Right. So the economy, you know, we had the crash and depending on where you lived, Arizona, things started to get ugly uh, in 05 and then 06. It got really, really bad. And then 07, it got even worse. Uh, but most people will tell you the, the the financial crisis was 2008. And 2008 was bad. 2009 was bad. Right. 2010. Things were, you know, they were at least showing, uh, maybe that was green shoots, right? Remember green shoots? Yeah, they had some green shoots, you know. Something really interesting in the jobs number that the government puts out. So I tell you about leisure and hospitality, right? Leisure and hospitality, those are your, you know, the, the bars and the restaurants, but it's also, you know, your casinos, uh, your hotels. It's not just waiters and waitresses, but they have a subset. That subset is called restaurant workers and bartenders. Restaurant workers and bartenders. According to the government, since February of 2010. Now we get this number, think about this, we get this number every single month. So between today and going back to February of 2010, that's 117 months. The best performing segment of jobs has been in one category called restaurant workers and bartenders. According to the government, there's only five months since February of 2010 where the number of waitresses and waiters and bartenders has posted a monthly decline. 20, 
or wait, 117 months, only five months. And here's what's funny, is if you take out February and March of 2010, it's only happened three times. Where there are jobs and, and restaurant workers and bartenders has actually declined. It's actually uh, one of the most amazing streaks in jobs of all time. Uh, apparently, uh, that's the one job out there. And of course, we know those are what? the lowest skilled, and and I think if you look at how many restaurant workers and bartenders are doing that with college degrees or at least, you know, some level of college, it's off the charts. But, uh, and by the way, this month uh, didn't disappoint. Another 26,000 restaurant workers (laughs) Uh, and bartenders, uh, that's awesome. Listen, I get it, right? You know, t- it's tough out there. People need to go and blow off some steam and get go to the bar and and uh, have a few uh, have a few cocktails and and of course we're in a society anymore where nobody really cooks anymore. So uh, you know you got to go out there and feed the kids and do all that stuff. So a hundred and seventeen. That's what almost. We're approaching almost 10 years in, in almost a 10-year period. Only five months have we lost jobs in, in that sector. So you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll keep an eye on it. I'll keep an eye on that sector. If we ever get job losses in that sector, I think that'll be it, right? That'll be our, our new leading economic indicator. It's not construction. Right, our new economic leading indicator. It's not General Motors. It's not the government. No, it's not financial services. We're going to go right to the restaurant worker and the bartender. That's going to tell us what we're up against. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's down uh, sixteen right now. Fourteen hundred and sixty. Fourteen sixty one. Silver at sixteen dollars and fifty six cents. And call on silver. Call on silver. Uh, They're getting ready to change over uh, to twenty twenty. And Arlene can check if we've got uh, any silver eagles available. If not, buy junk silver. Right, buy the the quarters, the dimes, the half dollars. Uh, take advantage of pullbacks. Uh, gold or silver's down about thirty five cents right now, uh, right around sixteen dollars and sixty cents. Uh, during the break, Jason and I were just watching this a scene like right right out of right out of Miami Vice. You know, where's Crockett and Tubbs? Apparently, in Miami yesterday, these two guys rob a jewelry store. And I don't know how it does. I, I don't know how it ends up. Somehow, they. I don't know if they don't have the getaway car, or you know, obviously something went wrong with the plan. I don't know what they were planning on doing. They they force a UPS driver into they they force them into the UPS truck and they 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 rob the the jewelry store, steal the UPS truck. With the UPS truck driver. Now, I don't know if they made the UPS guy drive the truck or not. I don't know. But apparently, 
they were on a two-hour-long car chase that ended just like Miami Vice in a hail of gunfire. Uh, and unfortunately, I feel like the, uh, the UPS driver got killed and some another, I guess, somebody on the freeway got killed along with the two suspects. Uh, but if you haven't seen the video, it was crazy. I mean, the back of the UPS truck, right? The doors open. I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of right. The guy shooting out at the cops out of the back. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, not a, not a good plan and obviously not a great story. What does that have to do with gold? Nothing. It just uh, – you would have – I don't know. I, I, you would have thought the cops would have backed off. I guess not. Well, I guess if there's, if there's gunfire involved, then, then maybe that changes things. But, yeah, that, the, kind of a sad story just, that just popped up. Uh, the first I, I heard – we've been working so hard here at the radio station, I haven't even been – uh, paying attention to what's going on out out in the world, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, wow, incredible! It was, I just can't get over. It. If you haven't seen the video, you'll find it. Go out there and find it. it it's quite uh, it's scary. I, I would hate to be. I thought it was scary driving to work today uh, in all the fog. I couldn't imagine out there. Could you imagine you're driving down the freeway? Here comes this UPS truck. The back doors are open. I, I don't know. Were they throwing boxes out the, out the side and all of a sudden machine gun fire breaks out? I mean, no, no, thanks. I'll pass. Uh, trade talks. Nobody knows. I'll, I'll tell you right now, and I'll stick to what I've said all along. No trade deal unless Trump gives in. And and I don't I haven't seen any indication. You know, are we talking nicer? Yes. Right? And that that gets Wall Street happy, right? That oh hey, we're talking, things are going good. Nothing has changed. Here's where we sit today and, and it's the same place we've sat for a long time. The remember two what was it? Oh, well, probably 6 weeks ago. They said they had a deal. And China was going to buy $40, $50 billion worth of agriculture. Apparently, no one actually checked with the Chinese because they're like, uh, no, we won't. Matter of fact, one of the big issues, there's two big issues. One is China says we're not going to do a phase one deal without some rollbacks. So forget about the tariffs that are supposed to kick in next week. China wants, hey, some of the tariffs you've already put in, you've got to get rid of them, right? That's been a non-starter for the president from day one. That hasn't changed. So I, I don't know, again, unless the president gives into that, not a deal. The other thing is agriculture purchases. Purchases, let's just call it purchases from China in general. And the Chinese once again, have said, listen, if you've got the cheapest soybeans, we'll buy them. You got the cheapest hogs, we'll buy them. If you don't, we won't. That's been China's stance. If Brazil or Argentina is cheaper, we'll buy them. Now, some good news today, China has granted some more waivers. Uh, They haven't done this for months. Uh, well, I shouldn't say months. Six weeks ago, they did the round of waivers when they, when we, we were told that they had a deal. They haven't done any since. 
They did so this morning. There were some waivers on some soybeans. I Unfortunately, they didn't say how much in the, what I was reading. Waivers on soybeans and some waivers on hogs. But in what, what I was reading, uh, the Chinese uh, spokesman about the waivers st- stuck to what China's been saying all along. If U.S. soybeans are cheaper, we'll buy them. The reason why they gave a soybean waiter uh, waiver was I, apparently Brazil's not dumb. Brazil wants to charge the uh, the same price as the U.S. is charging. So now China's like, well, okay, well, you know what? If Brazil wants to charge more, we'll just buy them from the U.S. So we'll see. But there's some waivers there, some waivers on hogs. Again, I don't know uh, any, uh, you know, if how many cargo loads or anything like that. Uh, but outside of that, the trade talks are right where they were at. And I don't know how it gets resolved because, again, there's really not a lot of incentive on on, on China's side to make a deal. Because here's, here's the thing. Notice what I didn't mention. Intellectual property, the stealing of intellectual property, the forced t- turnover of intellectual property. Yeah, we got a ways to go on this thing. Patriot Radio News, our final segment of the week. Don't touch uh. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Man, this I'm sick to my stomach. Um, wow. You know, we talk about the elite and the bankers. You know, we talk a lot about it, right? And and the it's nothing but robbery, right? The central bank is the largest thief in the world, right? This 2% inflation nonsense, right? That's devaluation. They're robbing us every day and we let them in. And then we believe these idiots on TV about how great they are. Uh, this this news just breaking. Uh, Goldman Sachs, I'm looking at shares of Goldman. This is what kind of got me here because uh, they're they're big rally today and shares of Goldman Sachs, and I couldn't figure out what, what's going on. Let me tell you what's happening. So Goldman got caught again, right? For I don't even, I can't even count how many times, but they got caught for ripping off an entire country, right? It's one thing when they rip off us, right? And their own clients, you know, just regular citizens. That's, that's one thing. But they got caught right? Ripping off Malaysia. Remember that, right? And we're not talking about the Malaysian plane now, right? They were ripping off uh, the Malaysian planes and uh, to the tune, according to Malaysia, uh, over seven and a half billion dollars, okay? So common sense would be like, okay, well, somebody should probably go to prison, right? Number one. Uh, Number two, you would definitely think there's going to be a massive fine. And, and common sense, again, would, t- would suggest uh, should be bigger than what you rip them off for, right? And, uh, you know, like I said, people going to jail. Well, apparently, now this it's out of Bloomberg, so now I don't even know if I can trust Bloomberg as a source because uh, obviously, you know, all of their unnamed sources here, but Bloomberg is reporting that our Department of Justice is seeking a settlement, ready for this, for $1.5 billion. Man, 
crime does pay if you're rich enough, doesn't it? That is substantially less than anybody ever anticipated. They've also said that they will not be pursuing charges against ex-CEO Lloyd Blankfein, who signed off on the deals. They actually, here's a case, the CEO actually signed off on the ripoff. Eh, It's fine. Ignored warnings from the compliance department. So listen to this. Goldman Sachs' own compliance department said, and in memo, they, they have the documents. They told the CEO, hey, dude, you shouldn't do that. We're ripping them off, right? Hey, we're ripping them off. And they did it anyway. And guess what? Eh, it's fine. By the way, the point man on the project uh, was some finance guy. Um, yeah, apparently he's the only one who's going to be, be in trouble. Uh, so congratulations to ex-Goldman Sachs CEO Lloyd Blankfein. Uh, you're fine, Lloyd. Ah, it's fine, Lloyd. Oh, they your own company's compliance department said you were ripping them off, but you did it anyway. Don't worry. And hey, guess what? You got $7.5 billion from them? Well, just give $1.5 billion back. We'll call it good. Patriot Radio News Hour. Snap up those 20s. 800-951-0592. And Eric and I will be in Colorado pretty much all next week. Everybody take care. God bless. Have a great weekend.